0: In Jesus' name, amen. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. There is no better place to be on Sunday morning than to be in church. You've made the right decision. Tell your neighbor you've made the right decision to be here. Okay, <clears throat> we are continuing with what we started off last week talking about faith. <clears throat> I just want to, in, to give an introduction today by just reminding you that when God created the heavens and the earth, if you look at day one, it would say, and God looked and behold, all was good. Amen. Day two, he creates and then he reviews it and all was good. <clears throat> day four, day five, day six, everything was good. Amen. Everything was perfect. Amen. Now, You ask yourself, is the world still as perfect as God, how God created it? Are we living in a perfect world? Do you think everything that's happening today, God would say it is good? Not everything, isn't it? It means there is something that has happened which has changed what was intended to be good for us. But how many of you know that God always has a solution for anything that the enemy tried to pose. So I want you to go with me to the book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5, to show you that even when we are here on the earth, things will not always look good, but you have the power to make it good. Amen. 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 Things will not always look good, but you have the power to determine your lot in life. So the fact that God created everything good means his intention is that everything should be well with you. Amen. Amen. And I like it that way that God wants things to go well with me. That's why Isaiah 3.10 says, Tell the Russians, it shall be well with them. They shall enjoy the fruit of their labor. Amen. Amen. But now, why is it that sometimes things don't always work out the way that we want? Why is it that sometimes we are not always healthy the way we want? Sometimes you find somebody sick. Sometimes you even find somebody terminally sick. Sometimes you find people in a horrific accident, people dying. Every bad thing that you can think about and you say, God wouldn't say, behold, it is good. It means that's not how God created it. It means there is something that happened. So I want you to look at that and see what happened, and then what is the solution. So the original intention is everything is good. But now, everything is not good. So we've got the power to make it to the original intent. But look at this, 1 John 4 and 5 NLT, let's start there. Mr. MJ.
1: For every child of God defeats this evil world.
0: Okay. Are you sitting next to a child of God? Yes. Uh, it's just that if you are not a child of God, then you can't defeat the world because you're part of the world system.
1: Mm.
0: It says every child of God does what? Defeat this evil world. It doesn't even say defeats this good world. He defeats what?
1: This evil this
0: world. Evil world. Mm -hmm.
1: And we achieve this victory through our faith.
0: And we achieve this victory through our faith. Faith. So there was God's original intent and everything was good when he created it. Now, not everything is good. But we can take authority through our faith. faith. I want you to understand this because... Some of you say, if God is there, why are things going this way? If God is there, why that? Why that? Here the Bible says, you have the power to defeat this world. Through your faith. Verse 5.
1: And who can win this battle against the world? Mm -hmm. Only those who believe that Jesus is the son of God.
0: So, this verse is clear. Not everybody can defeat this world. Isn't it? Not everybody can defeat this world. Who can defeat this world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the son of God. Do I have people who believe that Jesus is the son of God here? Do I have some believers here? Then I've got those who are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So it means the devil will do what he's supposed to do, which is being evil. Actually, the other time I was looking at the that word devil. If you take out a D, it's evil, isn't it? So the, it, it's, it's no wonder the devil is evil. And is the source of all evil. Amen? <coughs> so he will continue to be the devil. He will continue to be cruel. And I want you to go with me to the book of Revelation chapter 12. Then you will see... Where it all started, and where is the devil now? And why are things going the way they are going? But then, are we in despair? What does God say? Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 12, NIV, Mr. MJ. So, I want you to look at this closely and see. I told you, if you read Genesis 1, you will hear, And day one God created the light and he said that there be light and that. And at the end of each part it says and God looked and behold everything was good. That's how God intended everything to be. The Bible says every good and every perfect gift comes from the Lord. With whom there is no variableness no shadow of turning. That's James 1 16 and 17. Amen. It means that God's intention is already clear. But then John 10.10 says the thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So the devil's intention is also clear. And then the latter part of verse 10 says, but I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. Maybe let's read that one before we go to Revelation 12, 7 to 12. Let's do John 10.10. Mr. MJ, let's do John ten ten.
1: The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy.
0: Okay, so the intention of the enemy, it's only to steal, steal, kill, kill,
1: and destroy,
0: and destroy. Hmm? The problem is when you think it's God killing, stealing, and destroying, hmm. then you missed it hmm. because god created everything and everything was good Mm. the thief comes only to kill to steal kill kill and destroy and destroy Mm. it's typical of the devil Mm. but what did jesus come to do i have come that they may have life
1: and that they may have it more abundantly
0: amen Mm. other version says i've come that they may have and enjoy life Mm. I want you to look at that and see, really, God's original intent, what the thief has come to do, and what did Jesus come to do to restore that good and abundant life. That we can enjoy, we can have and enjoy life. And you say, Pastor, I'm not enjoying life. Everything is just falling apart. Things are not going well in my life. I was even thinking of committing suicide. Because it just seems like, I just can't see a way out of this. The thief comes only to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So the devil wants to kill you. The devil wants to destroy your life. The devil wants to destroy your marriage. The devil wants to destroy your relationships. Okay? He wants to steal what you have. He is the thief. But Jesus says, but I have come. That they may have and enjoy life. So I like it that the devil doesn't have a final say. Tell your neighbor the devil doesn't have a final say. So actually that John 10.10 makes it nice. Because it says the thief comes only to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And when some of you have to ish, say, Jesus says, but I have come. That they may have and enjoy life and live in victory. So now go back to that Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 12 in the NIV. Now you see, I want to show you from the Bible because the problem with not knowing your Bible, Jesus says to the Pharisees, You err because you don't know the scriptures. Amen. So, and in Hosea 4 6, the Bible says, My people are perishing for lack of knowledge. So, when you don't know, you will be destroyed. When you don't know, You will accept everything as if it's from God. You know in South Africa people talk about it's my constitutional right. And they will even say I will even go take this matter even as high as the constitutional court. Why? Because they know their rights. So if you know your rights. Then the devil cannot play around with you. There was this song. Long, long ago, my Zulu, of course, it's not so good, but I'll try it. Mm-hmm. And then you say, mm-hmm. So the song was saying, who can allow the devil to play with him? And he says, not me, not me. Minangeke. Amen. Can we all say Minangeke? Whichever the right version. Maybe I'm not pronouncing it right. But say it the right way. Mina Mina. Yes, Mina I don't know about you, but Mina Amen. Maybe with you, but I think when you are here. Can't you also say for yourself, Mina angek. There was one time when I was thinking about what the devil does because he always wants to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And then when he brings bad things, you need to say, uh-uh, not with me, devil, try next door. The problem is if next door, you, you then if you are not angeke, if you agree, what is it? Wafum. <laughs> okay. So, if you fuma, then he will come to you. But as for me, minangek. Amen. 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 Not with me. I think that's a good way. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, it says, now, let's go there. Revelation chapter 12, 7 to 12 NIV.
1: And Then war broke out in heaven.
0: Oh, okay. War broke out where?
1: In heaven.
0: Okay, what? Why should they fight in heaven? Are they not all good? Were they not all good? Continue.
1: Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Mm -hmm. And the dragon and his angels fought back.
0: Okay. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. It doesn't say there was war in heaven and God fought with the devil. I told you already. They are not in the same class. God doesn't fight with the devil. Tell your neighbor, God doesn't fight with the devil yeah the devil is a created being the devil is an angel he was originally an angel of worship his name was called Lucifer okay so we usually know of three archangels okay the one archangel was Lucifer was the angel of worship there is an archangel who is mainly great in being sent you know his name Gabriel then there was an archangel of war you know his name Michael so, if there are things dealing with war, Michael, the archangel. You remember in, 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 in Daniel, yeah. and Michael, the archangel. Michael. So, when it deals with war, that's the man. That's my man. Yeah. Amen. 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 But there was a messenger angel called Gabriel. There was another angel who lost his place. He used to be called Lucifer. But now, he became the dragon, and it says... Michael and his angel fought against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back. So it means when the devil rebelled and he moved from being Lucifer, if you read it in Isaiah, it tells you very well where he says, I will, I will also build a throne and go above God. So pride came in the heart of Lucifer and then he fell. He became that dragon, that evil angel. So it says, So it means Michael and his angels fought. It says, and the dragon and his angels fought back. It means the dragon, the devil also got some people. It's like when there is a split. Whether it's a party or a church or anything, the dragon also gets his people. (laughs) Amen. So don't worry. So So it says here, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And it doesn't say, and the dragon fought. He say the dragon and his angels. So he also had his angels. They were fighting back. So what happened? But he was not
1: strong enough.
0: Oh, okay. I like this. That's why I like this verse in the NIV. Because it shows me that the devil was not strong, strong enough, enough. But he still fights. Mm. So even in the days we're living in, the devil is not strong enough, but he still fights. Okay?
1: And they lost their place in heaven.
0: They lost their place in heaven. So the devil is not in heaven. Didn't you think that the devil was in heaven? No. Mm -mm. They lost their place in heaven. So what happened?
1: Dragon was held down. That ancient serpent called the devil
0: or Satan. So here, here he clarifies who's this devil? Who's this dragon? He says that ancient serpent. Mm. And, 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 and in Genesis 3, you know the serpent, isn't it? Mm. So he says that ancient serpent, the devil or Satan. Satan. <laughs> so he's got many names. Eh?
1: <laughs> Who leads the whole world astray? He was held down, he was held to the earth and his angels with him.
0: So, where have the the devil and his angels been thrown to?
1: To the earth.
0: Mm. To the earth? Mm -hmm. Okay, if it's to the earth, now listen.
1: Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God day and night, has been held down.
0: Oh, so the devil is the accuser of the brethren. Okay? So when you hear some people accusing the brethren or gossiping about the brethren, they are doing whose job? The devil's job. The devil's job. He is the accuser of the brethren. Do you know that usually people look for chances to criticize servants of the Lord? Look for opportunities to accuse them. So it says the devil is the accuser, but he was thrown down to the earth. Continue. They triumphed over him
1: by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony.
0: Okay. Uh, Tell your neighbor, it's bad to be the devil, man. I mean, you were defeated up in heaven. Now you are thrown down, and you are the accuser of the brethren, but they triumph over you by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. You see how we triumph over the devil? the blood of the lamb, and by the word of your testimony. So you can't just keep quiet and say anything is fine, anything is God's will. That's not how you triumph over the devil. They triumph over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Continue.
1: Therefore rejoice you heavens, and you who dwell in them.
0: So it says okay, heaven, it's good for you guys there because they (laughs) are The troublemaker is no longer there. Mm.
1: Then? But woo to the earth and the sea. Ish.
0: Hey. Let's all say ish. Uh, ish. You see? <laughs> so it says, Rejoice, you heavens. But to the earth, what? Woo. Mm. Woo. Woo. <laughs> to the earth and the sea. Why?
1: Because the devil has gone down to you. Ish. Mm. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short.
0: You get that? So, when you see things going haywire the way they are, there is a furious devil. Okay? But Jesus says, even though the thief have come to steal, to kill, and to destroy, I have come that they might have and enjoy life. I want to give you victory. I want to train you to put the devil under your feet. So thank God for those of you who still come to church for training. Because we will tell you what God says. So that when you go out there and then you will say, I will not allow the devil to play with me. Amen. 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 Because I know that God is on my side. And if they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Okay. Now, I want to link this with the faith that we're talking about. The word of their testimony. I looked that word, word. The word that's used there in... In, in Revelations 12, 11, In the Greek version of the Bible. It uses the word Logos. Logos. L-O-G-O-S which means the written word being spoken. So, logos, it's almost like you know what's written. It's like when Jesus says, when the devil was tempting Jesus, he always said, it is written. Imagine if Jesus always said it is written, and who are you to reason with the devil? When a temptation comes, you're supposed to always say, It is written. And you don't debate with the devil. Eve tried debating with the devil. You remember in the beginning. So you can ask our grandma Eve. She will tell you it doesn't work to debate with the devil. Because as they were debating, did God really say you can't eat any fruit of the tree in the garden? Then she said, no, God didn't say we can't eat any of the tree of the fruits in the garden. He said, only the tree that's in the middle of the garden, which is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we must not eat it and we must not even touch it. Then the devil realized this one, she didn't read her Bible. She doesn't know what's written. Did God say they mustn't touch the tree? Mm -mm. Now, the devil knows this one is for a kill. Then he said, no, actually God knew that if you would eat it, you will be wise like God. Knowing good and evil. Then Satan, uh, the, the, the woman, now she started looking at the tree. That's Genesis 3. It says, and when she looked, the tree looked pleasant for eyes and, and as if it's something good that would make one wise. I mean, there were so many trees in that garden. There was even a tree called the tree of, 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 of life. Now, of all the trees, you just are interested in this one tree, The very tree that God said you mustn't eat. So she debated. But at the end she was defeated. So tell your neighbor. Don't debate with the devil. You need to keep on telling him. It is written. Tell your neighbor. You need to keep on telling him. It is written. And if he keeps on coming. Say, get thee, me, get thee behind me, Satan. That's what Jesus did. You remember when he was tempting, when the devil was tempting Jesus. If you are the son of God, change these stones into bread. He was angry. But now he's told, if you are the son of God, change these stones into bread. Don't you think that was a good proposal in the natural mind? He meant change the stones into bread and eat it. And then you won't be hungry. What did Jesus say? It is written. Hey, I like Jesus. I love Jesus. It is written. He was defeating him by the word of his testimony. What is written? He said it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceed from the mouth of God so that is the word of our testimony that is the word that we use to overcome the evil one you get that so when it says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony i like it that i can always say it is written like jesus but you need to know what is written So it means it's your responsibility as a child of God to study the word, to know the written word. So the more you speak that written word, the more that word becomes alive in you. So there are two Greek words for the word, Word. word, the two common Greek words. There's the word logos, which means usually the written word, which you can speak and it becomes alive in you. But there is another word called the word Rema. We will talk about it later. Which is the spoken word or the revealed word. You know God can speak with us through the written word. And you say it is written. But God can also speak with you with a spoken word. Or a revealed word. Amen. Amen. Because... If you take more of the written word. And you soak yourself in that word. That word starts becoming alive in your spirit. Amen. Amen? It starts being alive as if it is spoken. So the logos becomes the rhema. So then you also now take that word. The way we defeat the devil. You don't. When the devil comes with a thing. You don't open the Bible and. and you want the devil to read it. No. You must tell him. What is written. You must say. It is written. Amen. That's why I say. I encourage you. When you come to church. Have a place where you can take some notes. These scriptures that we are giving you. Is to empower you. So that you don't say the pastor said. Then you can say it is written. Imagine the devil comes to you and you say the pastor said. Do you think he will be afraid of that? No. No. He wants to know what is written. Tell him it is written. Amen. Tell him it is written. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his stripes I am healed. It is written. Amen. So devil, you can't go against that and put, impose this sickness on my body. Amen. Amen. It is written, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It is written, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. It is written, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I say of the Lord is my refuge, my God in whom I trust. Surely he delivers me from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. A thousand may fall on my side and ten thousand on the other side, but it will not come near me, for he has given his angels charge over me to protect me in all my ways, and with long life he satisfies me. Amen. Amen. It is written. I'm speaking what is written, and that is what the devil is afraid of. So it means we need to know that on our own, we are no match to the devil. On your own, you are not a match to the devil. You cannot match him. Just like Eve tried and failed. Okay? But when you go the Jesus route, it is written, it is written. Then you can overcome the enemy with the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Then you are using your faith to overcome, because it says, "He, who is he that overcomes this evil world? Those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want us to go to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Because I want to show you that on your own, you cannot defeat the enemy. But when I have the authority and the power of the Lord... I defeat the enemy just like how Jesus defeats the enemy. Amen. Because when I now speak that word which God has spoken, it's as if God is speaking that word through me. And therefore the devil is defeated. I told you another time the example of the authority that the traffic officer has. I said when the traffic officer stands on the road and does this and stops, all those heavy vehicles, if he does this, even if you have a code 14 truck, you will do this, and then he says, and then you don't say, ish, but my, my truck doesn't have brakes. My truck doesn't do. This. You do everything you can. And then you're going out. Why? Because somebody with authority. stopping you. Amen. Amen. So there is authority behind that traffic officer. So for you as a child of God, there is equally an authority behind you. When you speak, it is heaven speaking and backing you up. Amen. 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 That's why I want you to look at this Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10. And then oh, do you have the J.B. Phillips translation Mr. MJ? The J.B. Phillips. Translation, translation, you will have it if you are using Bible Gateway. J.B. Phillips translation. So, Ephesians 6, we'll start it from verse 10. Because our strength is not in our own selves. If you try to deal with the situations of this world with your own strength, you try to face the enemy with your own strength, you will be defeated. Amen. But when you use God's power, when you used God's armor, you will always be victorious. So let's go, Mr. MJ. Uh, Ephesians six from ten, JB Phillips translation.
1: In conclusion, be strong, not
0: in yourself, but in the Lord. Do you did you hear that? You must be strong where, not in, in yourselves, but in, in the Lord. Lord. So if I'm strong not in myself, so it means I don't depend on my capabilities. Mm. I don't even depend on my reasoning power. Mm. You can't defeat the devil that way. Mm. I depend upon the Lord. Yeah.
1: In the power of his boundless resource. Mm -hmm. Put on God's complete armor so that you can successfully resist all the devil's method of attack.
0: Sure. Did you see that? Okay. Now, God is making us wise. He's saying, I won't deal with the devil for you. I've given you the authority.
1: Mm.
0: I've given you the armor. You have what it takes to overcome the enemy. Mm. Tell your neighbor you have what it takes. What it takes to, overcome to overcome the evil one. So repeat that. Put on God's
1: armor. Put on God's complete armor mm-hmm. so that you can succeed.
0: Resist all the devil's method of attack. Sure. He has methods of attacks. Huh? Mm. Tries this one the other time, the other one, that one, that one, that one. So he's always planning mm. to attack. Mm. But you need to put on God's complete armor. Yeah. So that you can resist every form of the devil's attack. Amen. Because the thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy continue.
1: For our fight is not against any physical enemy.
0: Okay. Our fight is not against any physical enemy. Mm. Some of you, you're fighting a lot of people. A lot of people are your enemies. That's not your problem. Mm. Your problem is the devil behind that. Okay?
1: Yeah.
0: So that's why Jesus says, love your enemies and pray for them. Mm. Amen. Love them. It's not them. You remember when Jesus was on the cross. He said forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Amen. So sometimes you need to forgive your enemies that way. Because some of you say no but if they didn't come and ask for forgiveness I won't forgive them. Some won't come to ask for forgiveness. Actually when you are asking for forgiveness they will even rub salt into the wound. Okay. Because they like it when you you seem hurt. So sometimes you need to do it like Jesus and say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. It's because the devil has blinded them. Okay? It is the devil behind that incident. So it says here, our fight is not against any physical enemy. What is it against?
1: It is against organizations and powers that are spiritual.
0: I like that. So now, you remember last week I told you when you want to exercise faith you need to understand the spiritual realm and the physical realm the spiritual realm and the natural realm now it says our fight is not against any physical enemy it is against organizational powers that are spiritual so so even when i'm speaking faith when i speak things in faith you can't see that with your natural eyes i'm speaking something that's in the spiritual And when I speak it, I can call it into being in the natural. Amen. So our fight is not against anything that is physical, but it's against the spiritual powers. Continue.
1: We are up against the unseen power that controls this dark world.
0: The scriptures are getting more nice and clear. Mm. We are up against the unseen power power that controls this dark world. So there is the unseen world, the unseen power. Something that you can't see with your physical eyes. But that thing is controlling this physical, this dark world. Again the same example of uh, Daniel with the archangel. So Daniel prayed and he was fasting and praying. The Bible says, for 21 days the answer was not coming through and on day 21 his breakthrough came and when Daniel came when the angel now the angel now came to Daniel the angel who was coming I don't know maybe that was Gabriel but he was not very geared for war so when he was coming bringing the answer the prince of the kingdom of Persia read it in the book of Daniel he says the prince of the kingdom he said on day 1 Daniel when you prayed your prayer was heard And I was sent with an answer for your prayer. That's what happens. Some of your prayers are already heard. But he says, as I was bringing the answer, the prince of the kingdom of Persia, those spiritual forces, withstood me all these 21 days until the archangel Michael came and held me. And that's why I'm here to bring you the answer. Amen. Do you understand that? So now here it says it's against those unseen spiritual forces. So it means as a Christian, especially those of you who are intercessors, you speak things, you contend with those evil forces in the spiritual realm. And then you get the victory in the physical. Amen. So the many things that are contesting with you, most of them they have their root from the spiritual world. Amen. Amen? That's why even people who are used of the devil, whether they are wizards, witches, and whatever things that they are, they do something in the spiritual. And then, it manifests in the natural, in the physical. So it means, as for me as a child of God, I need to know how to walk in the spiritual realm and deal with things in the spiritual realm so that they can be manifested in the natural. Okay. So he says we are up against the unseen power that controls this dark world. And spiritual agents from? Headquarters of evil. Ish. So evil has even headquarters. But we deal with them. So whether they are, wherever they are coming from, no problem, we'll deal with them. Tell your neighbor, it doesn't matter where they come from. We are equipped to handle them. That's why the Bible says, Jesus says, Upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So it means, as the church of the living God, whatever the enemy has to destroy us with, he cannot prevail. That's why Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon that is fashioned against you shall prosper. Any tongue that raises up against you in judgment will be condemned. This is the heritage of the children of, their, of God, and their vindication is from me, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. So whether they come from the headquarters of evil, no problem. We'll deal with them. Amen. So that's why as a child of God, you need to be so much in tune with the spirit of the Lord and with the word of God, that you know what to say, that you know how to stand on the evil day. So continue reading. You will see now here, we are getting equipped Mm -hmm. because it is obvious, inevitable, that the evil day will come, that challenges will come, that bad things will come. Mm -hmm. But you must deal with them Mm -hmm. through your faith. Because it says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our Faith. So read it.
1: Therefore, you must wear the whole armor of God that you may be able to resist evil in its day of power. And that even when you have fought to a standstill,
0: you may still stand your ground. I like that. So it says, take on God's complete armor, so that you will be able to stand on the evil day. So evil day will come. It's like when Jesus talked about the two houses. He says, the one who hears my word and does it. It's like a man who builds his house on the rock. And the one who hears my word doesn't do it. It's like a man who builds his house on the sand. When the winds come and the storms of life come, the, it beats against both houses. But the house that's not founded on the rock, the one that's founded on sand, falls and it says great it's its fall. But the one that's established on the rocky foundation stands. On the evil day, it stands. So you are here now as children of God. You are here in front of me. All of you look like strong houses. But when the evil day comes, you will see what you were building. Jesus said, if you hear my word and don't do it, when the storms come, your house will fall. But if you hear my word and does it, it doesn't matter what form of storm comes against your house. Your house will remain standing. Amen. Because it's established on a firm foundation. So now, if we are going to stand in the Lord, take his armor, then we will be able to resist evil on the evil day. And it says, when you afford to stand still, you may still stand your ground. I like this thing of standing your ground. So, tell your neighbor, I'm still, standing my ground. I'm still standing my ground. I think there are things that you're trusting God for, isn't it? Amen. There are things that you're fighting for. Stand your ground. Amen. Stand your ground. Amen. Amen. I actually look at this almost like a tug of war. How many of you know that game called the tug of war? Usually, they use a rope. Okay? And Then you've got a group this side pulling and a group that side pulling. Okay? Now, in Revelation chapter 12, in the NIV it says... That verse 7, it says, the devil fought back, but then they were not strong enough. So it means when you are pulling, the devil is not strong enough, so they will be defeated. Now here, it says, when you have fought and it's like it's at a standstill, you know that tug of war, keep on standing, keep on standing, don't fall over, amen, stand your ground. Because the devil is not strong enough, he is the one who must give in. You stand your ground. You know what you're trusting God for. Stand your ground. Yeah. Don't quit. Continue reading. Take your stand
1: then with truth as your belt. Righteousness, your breastplate, place. The gospel of peace firmly on your feet. Salvation as your helmet. And in your hand, the sword of the spirit. word of God.
0: I like that one. In your hand, the sword sword of the spirit. What is that sword of the spirit? The word of God. God. That's how we defeat the enemy. They overcame the enemy through the blood of, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So the sword of the spirit that I have is the word of God. It is written. Continue.
1: Above all, be sure you take faith as your shield.
0: Amen. So, mm. above all, I take faith as my shield. shield. Why? Why do you have to have a shield? For
1: it can quench every burning missile the enemy hurls at you. So, it
0: means the enemy is hurling missiles against us. Now, instead of saying, Oh, what is God doing if God is there? <laughs> The devil will kill you when you are still doing that. (laughs) Miseries are coming. Take on the shield of faith. With which to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So as the enemy is throwing his fiery darts. You take the shield of faith. You take that sword of the spirit which is the word of God. It is written. It is written. Even when you feel like you are wounded. You are a soldier. Amen. Amen. Even when you feel like you are wounded, you are a soldier. Don't make the enemy laugh at you. Stand. Even when you can't feel like fighting anymore, rather call for your other brethren that you know they believe like you. Call upon your pastor. Say, pastor, stand with me on this. I am still standing. I want you to stand with me on this. I want you to stand with me on this. I'm still standing. I know that I'm an overcomer. Amen. 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 And stand.
1: Pray at all times with every kind of spiritual prayer, keeping alert and persistent as you pray for all Christ men and women.
0: Amen. So it means this is again where prayer is very, very important. I told you that we contend with spiritual forces. So when you pray, prayer is not a physical thing, it's a spiritual thing. All those words that you are saying in prayer. You're speaking things in the spiritual realm to come and be manifested on the physical world. You know, he says, pray and say, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come. So you are calling things that are in the heavenlies to be manifested in the physical. Amen. So that's why you need to know the word of God. That's why in this church we'll teach you the word of God. We'll pump you with a lot of scriptures. More coming. Let's go. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We'll do it in the ERV. So. I'm saying. We don't depend on our own strength. nor On our wisdom. We depend on God. We depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. Upon us. And. When God is on our side, actually God is not only my, on my side. He also dwells in me through the Holy Spirit. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So if Jesus, if, the, if God dwells in me through his spirit, Galatians 2, 20 and 21 says, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who who gave himself for me. So he says, is Christ now living in me? Is Christ now manifesting his power through me? So even when I say, those who are sick, I want to pray for you. It's not me healing you. It's Christ in me healing you. When I speak the word as I'm speaking it, it's not me speaking with you, it's Christ speaking through my mouth to you. Amen. Amen. So now, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. In the ERV, Mr. MJ, we'll study from verse 7 to 13 and then 16 to 18. So, I want to show you that there is something precious in you. There is something great in you because as a child of God, you've got the spirit of God in you. You've got God dwelling in you. You are more than a conqueror. You can't be defeated. So your situations have got to ultimately surrender as you use your faith. So read that one, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7 to 13, and then we'll go 16 to 18. ERV.
1: We have this treasure from God, Mm. but we are only like a clay jars that hold the treasure.
0: Oh, okay. I like this one. You know, I once told some of you this, that (laughs) if you look at our clays, Hey, our clays are different. Some of our clay, we are well, we are well well done. Isn't it? Yeah, some of us are well done. Some of you are medium rare. Some of you are half done. But we are all clays. Isn't it? So what is important is not the clay, because the clay, another clay may be well done, medium, rare, whatever. What is more important is the treasure yeah. in the clay. Amen. Amen. So we have this treasure in jars of clay. I The other time I was thinking, why is the treasure not in a golden vessel? Because if a treasure is in a golden vessel, you will give praise to the vessel
1: yeah.
0: and not to the treasure. I want you to understand this because this is powerful. He says we have this treasure in jars of clay. So a clay jar does not have uh, much worth. It's not like a golden vessel. So the treasure is in a clay jar. Why? Read. Um, But we only like clay
1: jars that hold the treasure. This is to show... That the amazing power we have is from God, not from us.
0: I like that. So he says the reason why the, the treasure is in a jar of clay is so that the clay mustn't take the glory. Yeah. Mm. So that you must know that the, the clay on its own cannot do anything. So the power is not from us. The power is from God. So I can't boast about the power of God in this clay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about me. It's not about this clay. I just have a treasure in this jar of clay. Mm-hmm. But the power is from God. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it.
1: We have troubles all around us, but Ish. we are not defeated.
0: Hey, mm. I like that. He says we have troubles all around us, but... We are not defeated. Some of you, you like dwelling in the troubled world. In the troubled world. Mm. I want to stay after a bat. Mm. Amen. Amen. It's like that John 10.10. He says, the thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Some of you would have put a full stop there. Jesus says, but I have come that they might have and enjoy life. So don't worry about that. So similarly, we have troubles all around us. Do you know many people are, ish, this world, we've got a lot of trouble. And you say, how are you, my brother? Ish, we are pulling hard. <laughs> Life is tough, my brother. There is a but. And I like what happens after a but. So repeat, we've got troubles on every side. And some of you say, hallelujah, troubles on every side. No, that's not a hallelujah moment yet. <laughs> The hallelujah moment comes after a bat. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Amen. So start. We have trouble on every side. So you hear people say, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Troubles on every side. <laughs> you haven't read your Bible in full. So you've got no right to say hallelujah. That's not a hallelujah moment. Wait for the hallelujah moment. So Mr. MJ, mm. read the troubled side and nobody must say hallelujah. And when you say but Then we hear what the where the hallelujah moment comes. So go for us.
1: We have troubles all around us, but we are not defeated. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Tell us the next one.
1: We often don't know what to do, but we don't give up.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) We often sometimes you really don't know what to do. Sometimes you feel, uh, for how long will this thing be happening? Yes. But we don't give up. Amen. Mm. We are persecuted,
1: but God does not leave us.
0: Amen. Amen. Mm.
1: We are hurt sometimes,
0: mm.
1: but we are not destroyed.
0: Amen. Amen. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I like it that whatever the devil throws at us, but. Continue. Constantly
1: experience the death of Jesus in our bodies, but this is so that the life of Jesus can also be seen in our bodies. We are alive, but Jesus, but for Jesus, we are always in danger of death, so that the life of Jesus can be seen in our bodies that die. I like
0: that. I like this part where the life of Jesus, in other translations, says the life of Jesus may be manifested. In our mortal bodies. So imagine if my mortal body. My simple clay. If the life of Jesus is manifested through this body. Do you think sickness can stand? When the life of Jesus is flowing through me. Anything that the enemy puts on this body. Has got to bow. It's got to dissolve. Because the life of Jesus is manifested. In my mortal body. Continue.
1: So death is waking in us. But the result is that life is working in you. Mm-hmm. The scriptures say, I believed, so I
0: spoke. Okay, now, he's connecting this to faith again. Mm. So, he says, the scriptures say, it is written. Mm. So, he's quoting. The scriptures say, I believed, so I spoke. spoke. That's what the scripture is saying. Mm. So, our faith is
1: like that too. Hmm. We believe, and so we speak.
0: Amen. Amen. My faith is like that too. I believe, and therefore I speak. That is the word of my testimony. That is the sword of the Spirit. Amen. You can take anything away from me, but as long as you leave me with the word, I know how to win. I know how to recover everything that the enemy has stolen, because I still have the word of my testimony. I still have that weight. Continue.
1: That is why we never give up. Mm. Our physical body is becoming older and weaker, but our spirit inside us made new every day. Mm. We have small troubles for a while now, mm. but these troubles are helping us gain an eternal glory. Mm. That eternal glory is much greater than our troubles. Mm. So we think about what we cannot see, and not what we see.
0: Ish. We think about what we cannot see. We, 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 we move in the spiritual world and we can start seeing things mm. in the spiritual realm. Mm. Mm-hmm. What, we see only,
1: what we see lasts only a short time and what we cannot see will last forever.
0: I like that. I like to take things from the spiritual realm mm. because that's where things last forever. Mm. So in faith, as you go to Hebrews 11, It's like, with faith, it's like you are living in another realm. You are living in the spiritual realm, in the supernatural realm. And you see things the way God sees them. And then they get manifested in the natural. They get manifested in the physical. So, for all of you who are Christians, all of you who love God with all your heart. I want you to move so much in the spiritual realm that when you see what God has said, when you are in your prayer moment and God reveals something in your spirit, grasp it and start declaring it. Sometimes you find that even when you are just seated, something drops in your spirit and you know this has to be God. Act on it and call it to the natural and you will start seeing things starting to change. So in Hebrews 11 verse 1 in the Amplified Classic, Again, it shows us how faith, I told you this last week, it's almost like you are operating in the spiritual realm. And unlike our five physical senses, faith is like another sense. It perceives something that other senses cannot perceive. I told you last week that you hear things that you cannot see. So you don't see my voice. Do you see my voice? Any of you have seen my voice? Even me, myself, I have never seen it. But I hear it. Now I want to ask you a question. The fact that I can't see it, does it mean it's not there? You you tell me when you don't see something, you say it means it's not there. Don't you say that? Sometimes you believe in God for something and you don't see it and you say, No, Pastor, how can I say I have it when I can't see it? How can I say it's there when I can't see it? So, do you see my voice? But does it mean my voice is not there? No. You are just using a wrong sense. So, when you want to see my voice, you will never see my voice. Because seeing a sight of sense is not meant, a sense of sight, is not meant to see voices, to see sound. Okay? The sight of hearing is meant for sound. So, there are things that I may not see, but my faith sense can grasp it. Amen. And when you hear me say, I have it, don't be surprised, oh no, pastor, we must speak the truth. Because it's not there, now he says, I'm just using another sense, my brother. Read it.
1: Faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the receipt, the title deed of the things we hope for. Mm -hmm. Being the proof of things we do not see.
0: Okay, is the proof of what? Of things. Of things?
1: We do not see.
0: Ah, is it? Mm -hmm. Things that we don't see and we have a proof that we have them when Mm -hmm. we can't see them and we are not lying when we say we have them. Why? Because in faith, I've got it. You know, those of you who who are prayer warriors, those of you who pray when you've got a challenge and you you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray. You even pray in the spirit, praying in other tongues. Then there comes a moment when you have peace in your heart. You know, I've got it. When you have that breakthrough, now you have it. Even before you have it in the natural world. Believe you receive When you pray and you will have it. Okay. Continue.
1: Being the proof of things we do not see Mm -hmm. and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as a real fact what is not revealed to the senses.
0: Oh. Did you see that? So it's not that it's not there. It's just not revealed to the senses. But your faith can grasp it. And your faith can take it from the spiritual and it's manifested in the natural. So, now we need to wind down. Okay, we'll keep on picking this. as So we're beginning our descent now. We're not landing yet, but we're beginning our descent. So let's go to the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 17. I want to show you why this issue of the word is very, very important. Because when he says here, we don't look at the things that we can see, but things that are unseen. And we move in that spiritual world where I know God has said this and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to keep on keeping on because in my spirit, I'm convinced, I'm fully persuaded that it is done. Okay? But it starts from you have to receive a word. You can't just say you are believing God and you don't know what God has said. How can you believe me when you don't know what I've promised? And you say, no, I'm I'm, I'm just trusting the pastor that he will buy me a car. Did I tell you that? So if I didn't tell you, <laughs> then you've got a problem. Okay? So, when we say we are trusting God or I'm believing God, you need to know what he said. Amen. Okay? So, that's where faith starts. John, uh, Romans ten seventeen, 17, New King James Version.
1: Son, then... If- Comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God.
0: I like that. So faith comes. So can we all say faith comes? comes? Yes, it does come. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith does not come by listening to soapies. Faith doesn't come that way. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now I want you to look at this because you are keeping on hearing this word, word, the word, the word, the word. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Now faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. Of God. Now, if I can hear it, it means it is spoken. Amen. I want you to understand this. Because this is a different, the word that's used, the word of God there, is a different word from the word that is written. It's a different word from the word logos. This is the rhema word, the spoken word. The revealed word. So when you start now exercising faith, only at that time when now the word is real and alive in your spirit. As if it's a spoken word. Now your faith comes. Amen. Because if, imagine if you are reading the Bible like you are reading a newspaper. Just reading and reading and reading. Faith doesn't come. That's why this book of the law must not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate in it day and night. As you are meditating on it, as you're keeping on speaking it, as you keep on speaking it, it generates faith within you. Amen. So that word, the word of God there is the word, the Greek word, which means utterance, which also means that which is spoken. It also means a word as uttered by a living voice. It also means the sayings of God. Because I had to check it. I've got the Greek <laughs> and, and, and the Hebrew Bible. So sometimes check that and then compare the verses. So it uses that word rhema. And it then says utterance, that which is spoken. A word as uttered by a living voice, the sayings of God. It also says promise from God. So faith comes by hearing God's promises. Amen. When I know what God has promised, then I can trust him for it. Some of you say, you never know if it's God's will. Then there is no faith there yet. Okay. You only have faith when you know what he has said. Okay. So another word he says, everything which God decrees. That word, word. Raymond But I also like putting it in simple terms as rhema is the spoken word or the revealed word or the living word. You know the written word I told you before that what is written here does not have life until you take it and make it your own. You keep on reading it, you keep on meditating on it, you keep on speaking on it until it becomes your own. Now it has life. But when it's just a letter, it does not have life in it. That's why you would find even atheists sometimes having a Bible. And it means nothing to them. Okay? But for you as a child of God, when you go to that word, you allow the Spirit of the Lord to teach you and guide you and reveal the truth to you. When you are studying the word of God, let the Holy Spirit teach you. Let the Holy Spirit reveal things to you. Even as you are seated there, as I'm preaching... The Holy Spirit is revealing things to you. There are some things that I haven't said, but the Spirit tells you this, what the pastor is talking about now is that situation. That's why some of you, after you say, Pastor, but you were preaching about my thing. I don't know about it. It's just that as I was preaching, the, the Holy Spirit took that word and made it relevant to your situation. Amen. So, Hebrews 4:12, I'll just read it quick. 12a, it says, For the word of God is alive. And active. So it means the word of God is alive. For it to be alive, it's got to be real in my spirit. It's got to be real in me. Amen. So, I think for the sake of time, I need to, <coughs> yeah, let me read one last portion of scripture. So we're lending. We'll pick it up from here next time. We always have this. You know even in movies they would say to be continued. <laughs> it just means you also need to come next week. So. I also checked that Greek word. The, Greek, the word faith. In Greek. It uses the word pistis. P-I-S-T-I-S. Which means conviction. It also means persuasion. So. When you have faith. You are fully convinced. You are fully persuaded. And you're not just walking with the natural senses. You see it in the spirit and you know you have it. So let's land with Romans chapter 4. Verse 16 to 21 in the King James versions. Romans 4, 16 to 21, King James Version. We'll pick it up next time. But let's land. Romans 4, 16 to 21, King James Version. Let me do it for the sake of time. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So we're talking about faith here. Now, verse 17, as it is written, I said the word for what is written is the word logos, as it is written. I have made thee the father of many nations. So it means your faith can come. By taking that which is written. And you take it as God's promise. As it is written. I have made you a father of many nations. Before him whom we believe. Even God who quickeneth the dead. And calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now. Now you will start understanding why God calls things that be not as though they were. Why? Because they are just not there in the natural. But they are there in the spiritual realm. So by faith you can see them. Even before you can see them in the natural. So God calls things that be not as though they were. So when God in the beginning when it was dark. The Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The spirit of the Lord moved or hovered upon the the waters and God said you see how God deals with darkness and God said let there be light and there was light. Now, how do you deal with your darkness? Oh, it's very dark, it's getting worse. Does it change anything? You won't get, you actually reaffirming. So if dark, let's say darkness was 80%. Oh no, it's very dark. It's getting worse. Now it, it goes more. But if you say, let there be light Amen. in your body, when you are still feeling sick, you say, by the stripes of the Lord Jesus, I'm healed. Let there be healing in my body. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations before him whom he believe, even God who kicketh the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations? According to what? According to that which was... Do you see, guys? Is the Bible making more sense now? As it is written, and I still have faith from that. But here now, it's according to that which was, not according to that which was written. Here it's according to that which was spoken. So it means you can have your faith according to that which is written. But you can also have your faith according to that which is spoken. Okay? It's just that what is written, you've got to meditate on it day and night until it becomes alive in you. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, I like this, being not weak in faith, so it means he was walking in the faith realm, he considered not his own body now dead. So in the natural, his body was as good as dead because he was over 90 years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. So Sarah could not conceive when she was still of a childbearing age. Now she had reached menopause and she's supposed to have a child. That just doesn't make sense. In the natural, there was no hope. But against hope, he believed in that which was spoken. He believed in that which was written. It says, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God. You remember the word promise. The promise of God. The word. Rima. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded. I said the Greek word. One of the Greek word. The Greek word pistis. for word, The word for faith means persuaded. Conviction. So it says, being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. When do you reach that state when you are fully persuaded? So if you are not yet fully persuaded about something that God has promised, just take more time, more time, more time, more time, more time in it, more time in it, until you become fully persuaded. People can come and tell you it's not there or it's not happening, but you are fully persuaded, fully convinced. Amen. We can land here. We'll pick it up next time. But I want you to be fully persuaded. I want you to use your faith and overcome this evil world. In Jesus' name. So we can stand up and thank God for the word that we have. heard.